Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to your January 1st. Happy New Year, everyone. It is now 2021. 2020's in the books. Not a lot of hockey was played in 2020. Obviously, the pause happened in March. Didn't get to finish the regular season. Uh, did have the playoffs, 16 games in total for the Flyers, including the round-robin games. But a lot of hockey set to be played in the year, the calendar year, that is, 2021. You have the 56-game regular season. You have playoffs this year. And then hopefully, on time, the resumption of the regular NHL schedule in October. But a lot to get to in this episode. Camp starts on Sunday. The Flyers will report for medicals on Sunday. First on-ice practice will be Monday. Big news from Chuck Fletcher as he announces that Big Sam Moran is now not a defenseman. Big Sam Moran is now a winger. Unbelievable. That was a shocker for me, but uh, we'll see how that works out and how Sam Moran transitions to the offensive side of the game and how that big frame of his can impact a hockey game from the front end as opposed to being a defenseman. So very interesting to see the transferable skills and and how he adapts to to playing forward as opposed to defense. And we'll talk to Ian LaPerriere about that because he's going to join us here in just a second as our feature interview on this episode. Uh, like I said, Flyers will begin uh, camp coming up this week. They will be on the ice seven of the nine days uh, of training camp. No exhibition games all leading up to the start of the season, 5.30 puck drop, Wells Fargo Center between the Philadelphia Flyers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Game one of 56 regular season games. And uh, top four in the division, the East Division, will make it to the postseason. The East Division is a tough one, no doubt about it. Boston, Buffalo. Uh, only two teams that weren't in the return to play, a matter of fact, were Buffalo and the New Jersey Devils. But you're looking at the Rangers, the Islanders, who went to a conference final, the Washington Capitals, and they signed just... Uh, made the signing of Big Zdeno Chara on that back end. His career, 14-year career in Boston, has ended, but he stays in the division. Uh, Pittsburgh as well. It's going to be a tough East division. So to talk about that, talk about the NHL returning coming up in a couple of weeks, former NHL player, current Flyers assistant coach, Ian LaPerriere. Here's my conversation with Lappy. Very happy to have join us on this episode, the first episode of 2021. You're bringing in the new year. It's Ian LaPerriere. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Does it feel good that it's 2021? You know what? It's, I'm looking like everybody else, looking for a new year. You know, it might take a little while before it gets back to normal, but at least we feel. I feel like we'll have kind of a fresh start. And also we're going back to work, which is good. I'm happy about that. 2020 we didn't see a tremendous amount of hockey because the pandemic hits in March and then the return to play and so we didn't see as much hockey as we normally would in a calendar year 2021 that's not going to be the case you're going to get the 56 game in a full playoff and then you're going to begin the 21 season hopefully on time uh, you looking forward to a lot of hockey yeah we are you know and that's what we've been doing preparing to make sure like it's going to be different obviously we'll be playing like a lot of back-to-back, a lot of games, not too much travel, which is great. You know, we're only going to stick around with the Rangers, the New York teams and Boston, Buffalo, or the furthest one with Pittsburgh. But, uh, you know, we're preparing camp right now. We're finishing touch on camp and uh, really looking forward to get, get back at it. And everybody's in town now and everybody's excited. And uh, it's going to be a different experience like the bubble was. But uh, at least we're doing what we love to do. And it's to play hockey and to coach hockey, I guess. As a guy that played all over the NHL and you played in, in different conferences and dealt with the, the schedule and the travel that goes with it, the travel really can wear you down. The advantage of playing, I mean, the furthest north you guys will go, 
is Boston and Buffalo. The furthest west mm-hmm. is going to go is Pittsburgh. And mm-hmm. uh, you got train rides to D.C. and buses to New York and New Jersey. How, how much is, does that not take out of the players because of having to travel so much and, and change time zones as well? Well, that the time zone, yes. But, you know, most of the time we'll be sleeping in our bed more than uh, we usually do. Don't get me wrong. The hotels we go, we go in, they're really, really nice. Yeah, but not there's nothing it. like home, you know, like, you know, the beds are, you sleep in your own bed with, you know, you have breakfast with your family and it makes a big difference mentally. And also like, you know, on the ice too, because you feel comfortable, you feel fresh, you feel recovered. And um, I think it's going to, it's going to be an advantage for us because we, again, we look at the schedule and our travel is pretty, uh, pretty easy compared to other teams. Yeah. And you look at your schedule too, and you see the, the seven teams that you'll be facing eight times each. Boy, Lap, you guys got a tough division. You got a, a yeah. lot of really good teams in this division. A couple of teams that normally aren't in your division, like Buffalo and and like uh, uh, the Boston Bruins, who won the President's Trophy in that shortened season last year. When you look at that and the competition in this division, it's really important to get out to a good start, isn't it? Yeah, more than ever, because it's only 66 game, uh, 56 games. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. And you look around the league, pretty, every division is pretty hard. I think us is the toughest one. Yeah. But uh, you know what, if we, when we do get through that, that season, you know, against good to great teams, you know, we'll be ready for the playoffs. And that's our goal. We took a step last year and we're looking to take uh, another step this year to be a better team. And there's no better, you know, with a se- season we're going to have with that many good teams playing against, it's going to prepare us for the, the ultimate goal we want. You played in a couple shortened seasons. You, you went through some mm-hmm. lockouts, uh, you mm-hmm. know, what's the difference in the players' mentality approaching that? And the camp, too, because I remember back in 2012, now you weren't playing then, but you were you are coaching. Um, it was a really short camp, no preseason games, and you boom, you're right back at it. What was it like as a player kind of dealing with the preseason, or not the preseason, the shortened season mindset? Well, uh, well, it's going to be like barely any practice. But for me, like you'll be, you'll be able to see right from the start who – uh, who took advantage of that? Like I remember in nine in uh, two thousand four, the last lockout I was a player. Um, was that two thousand four? Yeah, I think it was, was two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. And um, I took advantage. I trained harder. I trained. I didn't. I just trained the whole year. You know, I yeah. just. I want to make sure that, you know, I we knew we were going to lose the year, but I took advantage. I just trained. And a couple of years ago, we had tough starts, and we can't afford to have a tough start this year because it's going to. You don't have time to recover. And uh, I know the guys, obviously, the way they came in, in shape right now, I know the guys uh, took that at heart, and they know that we can't afford to have a bad start. And, and it's all credit to them. They all look pretty good on the ice right now. And plus, the other part of it, too, is every game is a division game. You're shooting for a top spot in the division. There are four-point swings on every game, not only yeah. winning, but you know the teams you're in competition with for the playoffs, but also winning in regulation, avoiding those three-point games, which I hate. Uh, yeah, but it's going to take at least 66 points to make the playoffs this year, yeah. at least, you know, in 56 games. And But you know what? That's why we play the game, you know, for that, com- you know, com- competition and, you know, the compete level. You, that's what drives us, you know, as coaches or as players. It's the same thing. And we're really looking forward to get going. Uh, you're a guy that believes so much in, in conditioning. You're still in tip top shape and doing triathlons and all the stuff that you do. Talk about using that playoff loss in game seven against the Islanders use that as motivation. That's something that, that should drive players in the off season to go, we don't, we're a good team. We took a big step forward and that's good. And that's to be celebrated. But if we want to go to the next level, uh, we don't like the way it ended. We got to use that as motivation to move forward. Don't they? Yeah. And I feel like guys took it too hard too, like individually, you know, as a team, there's so much we can do like, but 
if every individual gets a little bit better, we'll be a better team at the end of the day. You know, it's, and I think I don't need to name names. Those guys know some guys didn't, didn't play well in the playoffs and they know that, but they put the work in, you know, during the, the break we had to make sure that, uh, you know, they're better this year for our team when, when it counts in the playoffs. And I see, I see them skate right now and I know they put the work in because they look totally different than they looked in the bubble. Yeah, and it was tough to, during the pause because there was so much uncertainty in the comeback, and that was like something we've never gone through. But having gone through the return to play to go to the bubble uh, back in August and, and late July, uh, they can learn something from that too, can't they? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's going to be a lot more similar than the bubble than it was from uh, from a regular season. You know, mm-hmm. just the fact we won't be in a bubble, but guys are going to have to be smart. We, they won't be able to go out to have dinner even if there's not too many places open you know it's going to be you leave home come to the ring ring home go to the game ring you know it's going to be we're going to need our guys to be responsible and uh, show that uh, you know how professional they are if we want to keep that virus out of our locker room and uh, have a good season yeah that's the thing it's um control what you can control and be a professional mm-hmm. it, correct um talk about the young guys in this team a lot of those guys got to cut their teeth last year in the playoffs um, as a guy, when you played, getting your first taste of playoff hockey, then you get into the offseason, what do you learn from that first experience that you take going forward? Well, it's a different level. And I, I, a lot of our young guys, you know, notice that, you know, like in the, in the preseason, it goes like this. And regular season goes a little bit higher. Playoffs, it goes higher. You go to the second round, it goes way higher. And you can't explain it to a guy, but you can re- really realize it until you, you experience it. And that's what our young guys, uh, you know, they, they, they experienced that last year against, you know, Montreal and New York Islanders. It was a great experience, I think, for down the road. They're, we're not happy the way it ended, especially game seven against the Islanders. But again, a lot of guys took that to, took that to heart and uh, they went home and did some work and physically and mentally. And I really believe that our young guys, even our older guys, are going to come back stronger and uh, better players. Um, let's talk about evaluation in a, in a shortened camp with no preseason games. Uh, the on-ice sessions will be limited. Uh, you're not going to have a ton of practice during the season either. But just to get to uh, that opening night against Pittsburgh at 530 at the Wells Fargo Center, how is, uh, you know the shortened camp and no exhibition games kind of impact the evaluation that you guys do as a coaching staff? It's hard. That's one thing we talk about, but that's why practices are going to be so important, especially for our young guys, you know, because we won't have time just to wait and see if the guy's going to get going. You know, it's 50 game season. We're going to have to win our games or we won't be there at the end of the year. And, and AB is very strong in his message that, you know, Weber's, you know, whatever best lineup we can put together, we will. And for our young guys, it's going to have to, it's going to have to be good practices, good habits, good, you know, good energy in practice. Right. Yeah, compete uh, habits, you know, good sticks, little things that, you know, you don't see in a, during a game. But coaches, we notice that they can help our team to have good habits. And we won't, trust me, AB won't uh, hesitate to make that move if it makes us a better team. Yeah, and it's all about the details. Um, uh, Lappy, uh, Chuck Fletcher spoke and a bit of a bombshell. I'm stunned, and a lot of people were. I wasn't expecting to hear that um, Sam Warren has been moved to the wing. He'll be a left winger. Um, first of all, what kind of went into that decision? I know Sam hasn't played in a while, but he has worked his rear end off uh, to get back after a couple of unfortunate injuries. Uh, kind of what went into that decision? What kind of transferable skills do you see there that would make him a successful winner? Winger. Well, he's he's going to run around a power play on the half wall. Then I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Did you see that guy uh, that size over there running it off the half wall? <laughs> <laughs> Behind the net like Gretzky? No. Um, <laughs> 
he's such a good skater, you know, for a big boy. And he's got that presence. He's got that reach. And you look at our decor, we do have a lot of these where depth, you know, our, our depth is really deep uh, the, uh, on the back end. And for the kid, he needs to play. Like, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the American League. I know they're saying we're starting, but it might change. It might not change it. But the kid at the end of the day needs to play. And for us, like uh, a couple of our scouts, Dave Brown was one of them. A.B. brought it up. Like, you know, maybe we should, you know, we were looking for toughness. No, not fighting-wise, like physicality and, you know, just that presence on the bench and on the ice. And he's been, um, you know, he's been exciting about the challenge, you know, very excited about the challenge. It's something that, uh, you know, the guy hasn't played hockey much, in a, not much hockey in the past three years. And and he, he feels that the Flyers are not giving up on him and we're giving him any chance to make our team. And that's just another kick at the can. And hopefully, who knows? But I'll, I'll tell you one thing, he put the work in. He's, uh, he's got a great attitude about it. He's a great teammate. They all love him in there. And trust me, as a player, when you do have a 6'6", 230 pounds uh, mm -hmm. mean machine next to you on the bench or on the ice, you feel a little bit bigger. Yeah, and you that's just one thing that You do, you do. And I know, trust me, I'm not a dinosaur. Fighting's not as much part of our game any, like it used to be when I, when I was playing or even before. And, but it's still important. You, you, you need that grit. You look at Tampa Bay, you know, they they, they, they got beaten four two years ago and last year they won the cup. They went to get grit. That's all they did. Yep. They, they made a couple of trades there with Tampa and San Jose. Sorry, yep. with like San Coleman. Jose, yep. Coleman. That's not fighter, but they're greedy guys, physical. They had that um, Luke Shen, they had yeah. the, the other defenseman, uh, yeah. uh, well, Maroon. Bogosian, you know, they yeah. brought Bogosian. They brought grit. Those guys barely fought, but just the fact they're a big presence out there, big body, physical, Talk to the other team when something happened. And I think, you know, Sammy knows the game within the, within the game, which is little things that people don't see on TV. But when you're on the bench and you have a big guy like that who makes you like a big brother, makes you feel like I got your back, you play a little bit looser and a little bit better. Yeah, and you're going to have to deal with Tom Wilson eight times. You know, guys like that that like to run around a little bit. You gotta, look, if you're going to write oh, you a check. Yeah, you got the you got the guy, Johnson and uh, the Islanders. You got mm -hmm. Martin with the Islanders. Like all those guys that you yep. know, they don't. They might maybe they fight four times a year, but they run around. They're physical. They talk to us, mm -hmm. our good players, or they talk to our bench. And when you have a guy like that who's six six and hungry, hasn't played hockey in three years, he wants to be part of a team again. You know, you better watch out what you said to the bench. Yeah, strong as an ox as I well. I still believe in that. Yeah, I do. I do as well. I think that when players can play with peace of mind in that regard from a physical okay. standpoint, even if it's not, again, like you said, like about the fighting, there's a looseness that, that takes you over. Cause in this game, if you're timid in any way, the guy's running around and you don't have any answer for it. It affects everything. Um, sure. uh, let, let me talk to you about uh, Nolan Patrick uh, medicals will happen on Sunday, but uh, Nolan Patrick, I know he did some scrimmaging back in Manitoba um, participated in several uh, talked to Angelo Ricci during uh, the pause as well. He's worked with him so many times as a skills coach all throughout last season, and you're a former skills coach as well. Um, I think one thing that people forget is the talent level of this player because it's been a while since we've seen him. He hasn't played a, a, a game in a year and I think 274 days since April 2nd of 2019. Um, but where is he and what you're seeing so far since he's reported? How's he moving? How's he look? How the hands look? All that stuff because he does have some in incredible skills. Well, you can tell he was number two overall. You know, the skill mm -hmm. level that kid has, it's its impressive. And he looks good. He feels good. And you know, I won't ask him about his head. I've, I've been through it. I, I hate it when guys, when people ask me, how's your head? That, that drove me crazy. 
so I won't do that. But I uh, can tell you, you know, the, what I see on the ice, it's, uh, I'm excited about that. I'm very excited to see him fly out there and uh, be alive and making plays with his teammates. And you can tell he's happy to be out there. He's happy to be back with his teammates. And uh, again, I don't know what the physical is going to say on Sunday, but um, for me, it looks great. And uh, if he, you know, if he can help, if he can play with us this year, it's like adding a free agent to our lineup. Same with the uh, same with Oscar. Like those two guys, like, you know, like we didn't sign the big free agent because of our cap reason, but you had those two guys in our lineup. And it's like, you just signed two pretty good free agents. Yeah. It's, it, and he's a good player. Nolan Patrick, uh, both ends of the ice responsible, responsible sure. the whole 200 feet. Uh, when you look at this uh, situation, the loss of Matt Niskanen, um, such a leader for this team. He really helped a lot of those young defensemen, not only on the ice, but off the ice and that calming presence. Look, when you need a good shift because the momentum is against you, sometimes you make that simple play. He's a guy that doesn't get overwhelmed. It shows those guys how to do it. Love to have kept him longer. He decided to retire. How do you fill the void on and off the ice for a guy like Matt Niskanen? People got to step up. They, they do, and it's going to take more than one guy to step up. He was, uh, you know, we only had him for one year, but what a guy. What a guy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he was so good for Provy and all the young defensemen. And, uh, but it's time, you know, it happens every year. Guys uh, retired, and you just need a couple guys. Uh, in this case, you need a couple guys to step up and be a bigger presence, bigger leaders in the room. But, again, Niski was in the rah-rah-rah kind of guy in the room. He just led by example. And we do have a lot of guys like that. You know, I name Oscar up front, and there's so many guys that, that can do that and will do that. And I, I, But you, it's going to take more than one guy to replace him because he was a special – he is a special person, he's a special individual. And uh, to tell you which one, I'm not sure, but it's time to raise up, and hopefully we'll have a couple of guys doing that. Uh, Lappy, one of the things with this 56-game schedule that's a bit condensed, uh, back-to-backs, maybe one of the advantages of these back-to-backs is most often – I believe seven of the eight back-to-backs, the team you're playing is also in the back-to-back. So it's not like you're flying home, they're waiting in your city for you, you know, and haven't played in a couple of days. So you'll be on equal footing per se. Uh, but with this expanded roster and condensed games, you know, if you have four games in six days or you got a haul uh, of games in, in a tight period of time and they're big physical games like they can be against a lot of these teams, having this expanded roster allows you as a coaching staff to maybe move guys in and keep, keep legs fresh and you have great depth, organizational depth, so that should be an advantage. Yeah, but uh, it's not as easy as people think. It's like hey, we do have a taxi squad, but if we call them up, they're, now they're becoming they're becoming an NHL salary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's going to fit under a cap. you got to send a guy down. It's not as – we won't be able to move them around. Like yeah, it's we not want, like they're just uh, healthy scratches. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's going to have to be – hopefully not, but an injury, like something happens, somebody is banged up, you can put him on – uh, IR or long-term IR, hopefully not, but long-term IR, now you relieve money from the cap, but it's not as easy as people think. Hopefully the 23 guys that are going to be on our main team will do the job, but we need to keep six you know, important guys because it's going to be, yes, it's 56 uh, games, but it's still going to be a long season and we'll, we'll, we will, we're probably going to need those guys and uh, it's going to be tough for them. You know what? They're going to have to be professional and make sure they do that little extra workout, that little extra, I won't have dessert tonight because I want to make sure my weight stays down. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a big sacrifice for them. And, uh, you know, that's what we expect from them. Is, is there a little bit of an advantage, though, for them to be, get to practice with you guys and be around the team all the time? It, uh, it is. It's going to yeah. be an advantage. You know, like we will be able, let's say there's a guy who's banged up, can't practice, but he still can't play well. 
well, we'll put him on that line. It's good to have extra bodies, but yeah. we're not quite sure yet how it's going to work. You know, it's all depends with numbers there. But uh, again, you don't want to go in, into practice with 36 guys on, not 36, yeah. but uh, 29 guys on the ice plus goalies. It's too many guys. Uh, yeah. Probably, you're probably going to have a, a group that's going to skate with uh, Richie on the other side with mm -hmm. our skill development guy and uh, main group with us. But if somebody's banged up, you can bring one guy with us. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an adjustment. You know, to tell you exactly how it's going to go, nobody knows because we've never been through anything like that. Even with the lockouts we were talking about there, we didn't have an extra six guys on a taxi yeah. squad. That's new from uh, because of what's going on right now. Uh, Lappy, as a, as a guy who played in the league, and you were a pure goal scorer, um, <laughs> I, I would have predicted that in the original return to play in, in July and, and the bubbles that goaltending would have been behind shooting. It didn't turn out to be the case. I thought goaltending you know, would have taken maybe a little time to catch up because it seems like every year there's a lot of goal scoring in the beginning of a year, but that system's kind of clamping down too. Um, it, that wasn't the case in the bubble. The goaltending was great. Talk about what you've seen out of young Carter Hart uh, so far and just the workouts and uh, the diligence in which he kind of dedicates to his craft. He, he, he's so serious and, and so diligent and rigid in, in his preparation and every element of it. He's a pro. He's, he's a lot like Provi. You know, like those kids are special. Uh, they're, they're committed about they're committed to your sport. And they're like, you know, I know people don't like to hear that name, but Crosby is the same way. Mm -hmm. Was the same way at their age. They care about one thing in life and play to be the best player they can be. And we're lucky to have you know, two special young guys on our team, you know, they're, you know, they, they train hard, they, they don't drink, they, you know, they, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. It's special to see. And, Rink rats. and Carter, yeah. it, it is, but it's, um, with Carter, like going into the Montreal series, you always wonder if he's playing against his idol on the other side, how is he going to, how is he going to respond to that? Is he, um, is he going to be nervous? Is he going to be bad because it's his idol? No, he took, you know, he, I think, I know he was the best goalie between the two there. And it's tough to do against Carey Price in a yeah. seven-game series. And he was great. And just, you know, he came in great shape. He looks great out there. But just walking around, he looks lean. Like, he's he's very focused of becoming the best player he can be. And uh, when you have more of those guys, you have a better chance to, to win a big trophy. And that's everybody's goal here. I said that in that series against Montreal. And, you know, you're right. He's playing against his idol and Carey Price. He's modeled so much of his game. Uh, growing up watching Carey and the technical elements. Uh, and, and and he had a really good game. I think it was the 2-1 win, and I think he had 32 saves on 33 shots. The most impressive thing wasn't the number 32 saves on 32 shots. It was the manner in which he did it. He looked so n never overwhelmed. I said his, his resting heart rate never went over 72. And to be so calm in that spot, and given the situation, he was under fire in that game. The fact that he looked so calm doing it, that – has an effect on the players in front of him, doesn't For it? Sure. Yeah. That's Carey Price's biggest quality. You yeah. know, Carey Price is the same way. People are like, he looks so calm. He looks like he doesn't care. Well, when you're in front of him, you know, your goalie's like that when he's under pressure, like Carter was, and he was so calm. It, trickle, it tr trickles on the bench. Like, guys are like, all right, Carter's in the we game right this. now. Okay, we can come down. We got this. Exactly. You're never afraid to make mistakes because you know he's back there making saves, and that goes a long way. And we're again, we're lucky to have Carter and we're lucky he is who he is as a person. He's such a good kid, too. But uh, as a professional, and uh, it's great. You know what? Uh, I think this town's been waiting for a goal, for a pretty good goalie for a long mm -hmm. time. And we finally have one. And he's a leader on his own, just the way, he, you know, he walks around town, the way he prepares himself as a professional. And uh, that for me, that's leadership. 
Yeah, no doubt. Um, last thing for you, Ian LaPerriere, um, the coaching staff comes back intact. Uh, you had your, your first year with this very similar group. There's, like you alluded to, there's very little change here. You didn't bring in a couple of free agents, make some trades or anything like that. Most everybody that's in this camp or that's going to make this 23-man roster was here before. You have some new coaches around the league, and they're trying to implement new systems, key players, whether it's Buffalo with Taylor Hall, Peter LaViolette now in Washington. Um, when you look at that element of it, everybody knows their job, knows their expectation, and I think that that's got to be a, a really good thing, being in year two in this unique situation, as opposed to introducing everything like you had to do last year. For sure. And they know our system. They know the way we deal about our, you know, our, our daily routine and the way what AV is expecting what both mics are expecting on their special teams. And it goes a long way. You don't have, as a player, you don't have to wait to see, okay, how does he want me to do this or that? You know already. And uh, in the short season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right away. And, uh, and with a short season, like we're having right now, we're going to have that. that, That's, that, that's going to be a big advantage for us. Yeah. And the one thing I I said, the biggest element that uh, you guys as a staff brought last year was um, the word accountability. And everybody knows that that exists and, and what it means. And you said it earlier, you're going to put the team on the ice that's going to give you the best chance to win yeah. every one of those 56 games because they're all really magnified in importance. So We don't have time to wait and see what's going to happen. We have to win. That's it. Yeah. And all the teams are in the same boat. You know, nobody can have a bad start or you won't be there at the end of the year. And we know that. The players know that. And we'll be ready. Well, we're all looking forward to I know you are as well. You the, the, the rhythm of a season will be a little bit different of a rhythm, but hockey's back. That's the great news, and they'll drop yeah. the puck on the season on the 13th. Ian, I appreciate this as always. Always great to talk to you. I love uh, your right. experience, and uh, we'll be seeing you at camp, and uh, we'll get ready for the season to start. Looking forward to it. Happy New Year, everybody. Special thanks to Ian LaPerriere. He provides such great perspective uh, because he played so long in the NHL, played so many roles in the NHL, and now – been coaching ever since his playing days so he gets to look at it through a couple of different lenses and went through lockouts and went through all kinds of different situations coming back from injuries and uh, the way he played the game with such honesty and integrity too Uh, a good guy to get on and talk to about what's to come for the Philadelphia Flyers when they drop the puck on the season coming up on January 13th against the Pittsburgh Penguins everybody I hope you have a great New Year's Day we'll be back Monday with a brand new episode Flyers will be on the ice on Monday as well So have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday's episode of Flyers Daily.